Alpine's around. I give Gotta so much fun. content for cold opens. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jason yeah. Michaels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, worship leader. Yeah. City Hills Church here in Knoxville. He sent a question and wanted us to like, somehow work in the topic of bacon. We can make it happen. We can make Gavin. bacon happen. Yeah. Uh, you know. It, it, I mean, it's simple as bacon is the universal constant with food. Okay. Again, I brought this up downstairs. What can't you put bacon on? I ate bacon on a donut like exactly. two, two months ago. So like, <laughs> exactly. And it was it, I had delicious. bacon on a donut that had peanut butter on it. And it was <laughs> wonderful. And here's the thing is, bacon can jazz up everything. Like, oh, you want to feel healthy, but you still want to enjoy what you're eating? Salad. Bacon with, crumble on top. With bacon. Yeah, it's like... Is that really healthy? We're wildly unhealthy in this country. <laughs> I mean, obviously, why not? <laughs> You want to take something sweet and make it savory? A little vanilla ice cream and mix in like some bacon in it? Uh, Don't knock it till you try you it. lost me. Have you ever had candied bacon? I, I have. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you just take a little bit of candied bacon, you sprinkle in some vanilla ice cream, and you got a sweet and a savory treat. Yeah. So how are we applying this to... Well, here's the thing. Nerd, bacon... Nerd things. Bacon rhymes with Macon. <coughs> and Macon, Georgia... <laughs> Is close to where the Walking Dead comics take place. That's true. And comic books are nerdy. So there's all the connection you need. Bingo, bango, bongo. You could also take bacon and say that bacon... I feel like bacon is self-aware. Like, if bacon <laughs> if bacon was a superhero, it would be Deadpool. <laughs> he likes chimichangas, though. That's fine. You know what makes a chimichanga better? Bacon. Bacon. Exactly. Oh man! I think we were, we were talking about this. I think Gambit would be the bacon to the X Men. That's fair. Hmm. Like you know, he's probably not healthy for the unit, right? Why, why is but there? man, you want him. But you want him in the room. Yeah, you want him there. And when he's cards. when he's there, before he like potentially kills you or gets you killed, <laughs> <laughs> he does some good he stuff. He may be on there. your team, but you could still die because he of does it. some magic tricks. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. He's a fun guy. Wolverine. Not to be with mushrooms. Wolverine. Canadian bacon. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to another week of 1900 Nerdy Talk. Excuse all the bacon talk just a moment ago, but the boys are about to dive into your dirtiest, nerdiest needs. We're talking some more trailer breakdowns, and we are introducing the Mystery Cup. So stay tuned and listen in on 1900 Nerdy Talk. Yeah, I think that was that. I say this every week. That might be my favorite cold open. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Like, so, and here's the fun part, too, is normally you're like, you ready for this? And I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. That genuinely caught me off guard. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go from talking about bacon superheroes. (laughs) I'm going to write that down. Uh, Don't steal that. I'm going to do a whole food group Avengers. If there can be pet Avengers, there is going to be the food Avengers. (laughs) Uh, 
to having to do the sensual intro of one nine hundred nerd talk. That was a challenge. But you've re- recovered flawlessly. Yeah, I'm showing as if you have practiced <laughs> a time before. or two. I keep trying to figure out what that jingling sound is. It's the ice in your in your beverage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in your beverage. In your beverage. Uh, so boys, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We do. Yeah, we do. Uh, we we put it out there. We wanted to uh, get some questions from you guys, the listeners. Uh, make sure that uh, you're following us on Instagram and uh, TikTok. We'll eventually put something up there. We have nothing on our TikTok yet, but. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight's the first night. Tonight may be the night. Put something on there. Oh, cat. Also joining us tonight is uh, our cat, Bowie. Bowie. Say hi, Bowie. Man, the three cuts on my hand can say hi to Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) He's violent. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to do a little something-something later on tonight called, what are we going to call this thing, Dr. J? And you're really gonna put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> What's in my cup? What's in my cup? <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta think of something something better. Yeah. Give it give us a week. Yeah, maybe What's the question? To let the ideas. Sorry. How, how about you guys help us come up with it? A- what was the question we were talking about? What well, what are we gonna name this segment of drawing from the cup? Oh, yeah, good call. Don't know. So ladies and gentlemen, that is your call to action. Yeah. Uh, Please message us, anybody who's creative. We have a Chewbacca uh, cup. It is a the head of Chewbacca that can flip open at any point. You and will see it, will it on our ideas. Instagram. Yes, Comment you will. on the Instagram page what we should call the segment. And to emphasize what Joe was saying, we need ideas to go into this cup. And so if you have an idea of what you would like us to talk about or anything that has piqued your interest that you would... You'd love to hear three mediocre dudes talk about <laughs> mediocre <laughs> at best, at best mediocre message us DM the, the Instagram and we, we will very likely put, write it down and put it in the cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We also got a couple trailers to talk about. Tonight. We do. We yeah, do. We do. <sighs> that Kenobi trailer dropped. Mm. I know you're excited about that. Yeah. Because you, you you were very upset about the Super Bowl, yeah, and, and not getting one, and and we'll and we'll talk about it in a minute. But I have I have heard some negative things. Go figure. Well, I mean, did you see the shape of the Grand Inquisitor's head? We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> I'm here to defend the Grand Inquisitor's oddly it, shaped head. Fa- well, here's the thing: it's famously oddly shaped, and in the trailer, it is not oddly shaped. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get so, there. So does that make it oddly shaped or not? We Listen, also, I'm the internet rage machine right now. <laughs> we have no time to get there. Did you say right now? <laughs> what? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk, let's talk about the Grand Inquisitor's right. oddly shaped head. Yeah. Okay. Because of its based, lack of an odd shape. Based off of what? I don't care if it's animated it's series. Rebels. But based off of what? Rebels. Right. Yeah. Do we want to discuss the animated series oddly shaped, I don't know, Count Dooku head? No. Based or off of the actual I, Count Dooku's head? But here's the thing is that Count Dooku head in the animated series was wrong because we had the established canon of what his head should have looked like. Okay. 
So I'm not sure there's a lot of people who have heads shaped like that. <laughs> That's what prosthetics are for. Have you ever seen the cone heads? I'm sure their heads weren't shaped like that. I just feel like that's a very old reference. I uh, apologize. No, I, Jansen, have you ever heard of the cone heads? Uh, no. Oh man, you have homework. But you um, do. Amelia says pretty often that she had a cone head as a baby. <laughs> Probably not this conical. <laughs> Shout out to Amelia. Shout out to Amelia. <laughs> and her cone she head didn't ask for that. Her baby cone head. To be fair, Christopher Lee. I was looking at a picture just to remind myself. He really has an oblong-shaped head. He does. So the Clone Wars is not far from his Yo, actual shape of his head. Also, speaking of Christopher Lee, he has a like rock opera album, and it's wild. I don't know if you knew that, but I, d- <laughs> I didn't know that. No. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it's called, but he had like a ba- dude. It's wild. Anyways, look it up. That's pretty phenomenal that you yeah. know that. <laughs> how did that? Did you just? How did you get there? I don't remember how I found out this information. The internet is a wonderful place. It can be. It can be. It can also be a very wicked place, but and yeah, very terrible. Talk about the duality depressing. of humanity. Yeah. Okay, so he's got a weirdly shaped head. Yes. I think I could get over that though. Yeah, I can get over that. Especially if he ends up being really good like in the show i can get past the oddly that's fair like i was able to get past riddler's costume choice because he's a phenomenal riddler and also the other inquisitor in the background that had the the head thing on he's uh having a brain fart on his name he's the brother number something (laughs) Uh, (laughs) they all got numbers but i thought he looked cool yeah and I don't know, man. So I will say this. I will say this. I think John Williams carried this trailer. Dude, he hearing Duel of the Fates again. I, dude. Uh, man. <laughs> I immediately, after watching the trailer, I immediately jumped on Spotify, turned yeah. on Duel of the Fates, and then I had to go unload a truck at work, and I had just Duel of the Fates blaring as fast as I've ever unloaded a truck in my life. Yeah. I mean, the juices were flowing. I think I may have run over a couple people, but <laughs> they're all right. I have so many thoughts, too, about Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Duel of the Fates. Uh, I also heard that Darth Maul is being nixed from the show. I don't know if he was planned on being it, but it's pretty much confirmed that he won't be, which is kind of sad to me. I'm, I'm okay with it, though. Um, I'm okay with it, too. Because, I guess, because what we got in I kind of wanted spider Maul. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure how we could have worked Live that in. action Spider Maul. But yeah, uh, Darth Maul's death in Rebels was so poetically beautiful yeah. that I'm okay with not having it in yeah. Kenobi. Um, Agreed. I still want Maul references, though. Yeah. Especially at the end of Solo, when we got what we got at the end of Solo. Right. Because the, the, time, the time periods are going to be really close. I want to see... You know there's going to have to be aftermath like it, you need to have references to Maul in it especially if you're going to if you're going to bust out Duel of the Fates mm-hmm. you got to talk about yeah. Darth Maul like you're going to have to at least have him in some flashbacks right you're going to have to have something right. there cuz obviously that the, the death of Qui-Gon is a big deal <laughs> for uh for Kenobi and right. at the end of you know at the very end of episode 3 when he's talking to Yoda Yoda's like you know you can go I'm Go communicate with your former master. Right. How excited he gets, and which almost like 
I feel like that sets him down a path that we will see played out in this show mm-hmm. because I, I wonder if they're, so. I wonder if they're going to reference his love life um, to I can never remember Satine Satine mm-hmm. yeah um, I hope they do and also Qui Gon was such a morally gray ambiguous Jedi <laughs> like he was a Jedi almost in name only yeah right. and um. I feel like he would have passed some of those lessons on to Obi-Wan because in the short time that Obi-Wan has with Luke, he doesn't really bring up the code of the Jedi ever, you know, like the whole abandoned attachments, you know, and all the stuff we find, you know, in solidarity, we find strength, all that stuff of the Jedi. Yeah. It's like, he never brings it up. He's like, your father was a Jedi. (laughs) Now you're going to learn to be one too. Here's the lightsaber. Yeah. I got you. Don't worry. I'll be with you. Goes and dies. And like still never brings up any of like the Jedi Order stuff. So I wonder if the show will address the fact that as he's training Luke to be a Jedi, he never brings up any of the Jedi Order stuff. Right. To be fair. No, to be fair. A New Hope brings up very little Jedi stuff in general because it is the first movie. Right. And you can tell that it's that George Lucas is kind of testing the ground as far as like where he wants to take this universe. Right. So I I would really like to see a a gray Kenobi yeah. of sorts. I think it would be really cool to see if Qui-Gon does enter the show to see him interact with Ahsoka Tano, who is yeah. a gray Jedi at this point. Right. Who's left the order from Clone Wars and we see her with the gray lightsaber and uh, and is Mando. she gonna be in the show? I don't know, but I would love it God, if she, she needs is. To be. I would love to see more of her. That's one thing that this new era of Star Wars thinks that I feel like they haven't done super well is that they they give like they tease Ahsoka Tano, but it seems like they just tease so that people would be like, "Hey, I like this show because Ahsoka Tano's in here." Right. Like, I feel like they really should start diving into the character. It's like I feel like she is one of the most just. She's a fan favorite across the board. Right. Like, I feel like there aren't bad things said about Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. So it's like, use that. Like, you have found favor. At least at with, this point. With a fan base that can be divided over literally anything. And you have a beloved <laughs> character. Utilize that. Man, and that really speaks, speaks like, miles of Clone Wars. Because yeah. Ahsoka Tano... Everybody hated her from seasons like one to three and a half. Right. One to four is like she was a terrible character. Everyone just hated annoying. her. She was so annoying. They hated but, her so much. But by the end, it's like you see her and especially up into season seven, you see her interact. And even like the whole side story that was just her. Yeah. Like vibing. It's like, I was completely bought into all that. I was like, yeah, I want to see what happens to Ahsoka Tano. I love this girl now. Then her interactions with Darth Vader and Rebels. So, so good. good, dude. It's like, what a what a comeback, honestly. Yeah, like an incredible character arc. Like when she turns into a gray Jedi and she fights Anakin as Darth yeah. Vader. And like she breaks his mask and like she can see his face and you can see the... Oh, dude. It's love so Ahsoka. Yeah. And so I would really like to see that, but... Like I mentioned in the first episode, which if you haven't seen the first episode, go watch the first episode. The or one thing I'm it. really looking forward to in Kenobi is a good story. Please. 
if, if you don't deliver on anything, please have a good story. If you want to know what episodes 1 through 100 of 1900 Nerdy Talk are going to be about, it's Jansen asking for a story. Lucas is asking for a plot. So one, is it that hard to ask for? Like, just give me a good plot. <laughs> so one theory that I heard where you could bring Ahsoka in. Okay, so there, one of the characters, uh, I think her name is, is Reva or Reva. Yeah. And she's played by um, Moses Ingram. And which, first of all, a lady named Moses. That's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, she's, it, it kind of gives, in the trailer, it kind of looks like they're on Tatooine, like the, the Inquisitors are there. I don't think they're necessarily looking for Luke, though. I don't think so. I think they're there looking for something. I think they have sensed something else there. And it may be Obi-Wan they have sensed, or it may be somebody else. It may be a, a mystery character that we can uh, speculate irresponsibly later on in this oh, episode yeah. about. Um, maybe somebody with a purple lightsaber. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you are could... not giving up on Mace Windu. <laughs> I'm not giving up. Bring back Mace. He's alive. Anyway. Um I think they're there for somebody else, looking for somebody else. Even if it is Kenobi, they have sensed something, yeah. and they're there looking for it. Which I think in that opening scene where you see, you know, the comics and every, even some of the novels talk about how like Owen is not a fan of Obi Wan Kenobi, right? Obviously not. And you see him there, which I think was cool. They brought back Joel Edgerton, yeah, which is pretty sick. Yeah. I, I love that. But you see him, you see he's frustrated, and. You know he was he was given this this kid to raise, and now yeah. now they've brought trouble to Tatooine and right and so I think that there's right after that there's a scene where they look they look like they're on a they're on a different planet, but it looks like it's it's kind of set up kind of like a like a, a Japan or, or something right. along those lines, and you see that Reva character there. I think Obi Wan may think okay i have brought them here by mistake i've got to i've got to get them got to get off planet. world yeah and i think that's how that's how you're going to get obi-wan off of tatooine in, in this show yeah and the theory i heard as far as ahsoka is when he does leave he has to have somebody to stay and, and watch keep Luke. an eye on the kid so maybe he brings in ahsoka i think that'd be cool Especially if you just want to have a quick glimpse, my only and especially issue, with their interactions in the Book of Boba Fett. Yes, that the the looks that she gives right. Luke, it's like you know, I'm a friend of the family. Like it's almost right. like this, you know, Auntie Ahsoka. Yeah, and here. it's like you take that as, of course, she was, you know, she was Anakin Skywalker's yeah. Padawan. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then also, if it's like I also watched over you when Obi Wan couldn't, like, right, right. My only issue with that is. Is that you're going to be asking, you know, Rosario Dawson to play Ahsoka, who's 20 years younger? Yeah, you know, approximately 20 years younger. So you're either going to have to make her, and and it, she's an alien though. She's an alien, and and, and so you could make that work. You could probably get away yeah. with that, or you have a, a younger, you know, actress player or something like that. Right. I'd love to, and I'm having uh, the 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 girl who did her voice. I'm having a complete. Her husband was played for the Cardinals. I'm looking it up. Of, I can't think of her name. I've always thought it'd been cool for her to get a shot at playing Ahsoka in live action. Which don't get me wrong, I love Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, but um, I am absolutely drawing a blank. Ashley, Ashley, Ashley Eckstein. Yes, 
Ashley Eckstein. I, it, you know, you might, maybe you could bring her back. I don't. That may be too much of a, <laughs> of a stretch. But, and I feel like you kind of come into a. It's a tricky area for sure of how you in, implement this character in a way that makes sense and in a way that does not contradict um, the first three movies. Right. And so I think. Or maybe and by first three movies, I mean the prequels. I mean the pre the no no no, oh, sorry, no the, the, the originals. OG, yeah, yeah. Because she can't make interaction with Luke at all. Because right. the first interaction that Luke has with the Jedi is with him and Ben Kenobi, right. and so that is the first time he sees a lightsaber. That is the first time he hears about the Force or anything like that. And I just can't see Ahsoka Tano first like entering yeah. in this. And then him being like, oh, yeah, she's just some <clears throat> random girl. And literally definitely didn't have a conversation about yeah, the Force. Serves no purpose you're to bring, have her in You're there. bringing her in to watch him from a distance only. I mean, if she Without does come in and she doesn't serve any purpose in uh, Kenobi, then she's pretty much filling the same role that she's done in every live action film <laughs> since then. It's true. Golly, you're so hard. You're <laughs> so hard on them, man. But like, and here's why. I think I know why he's hard, though, on them. Because... It's not fair to Ahsoka's character for to her to serve no purpose. Like, right? It, she's a great character. Yeah, she's came in and has done nothing so far, and it's honestly one. She it is such a a uh, vast character, a character with a lot of details, a character with a huge background. Yeah, it is one of the most fleshed out characters that they have had thus far. I mean, the only other fleshed out character would be. I mean, she is on the level of. Of Kenobi, she is on the right. level of if they did a spinoff series of Anakin, like she is that level person. She right. she is the only person excluding Kenobi that I can think of that has appeared in pretty much every single Star Wars franchise so far, right. excluding Solo, excluding Rogue One. Um, but she is is rivaling um, someone like like uh, Anakin, like C three PO. Or C-3PO, honestly, that's a really good thing. I forgot that he existed. Yeah. And so it is honestly <laughs> kind of cheap to the character where it's like, hey, you could do so much with her and it would be easy. Yeah, and it's like, include her as more than just fan service of including her. Right. Because she's only appeared as like, hey, I know you guys watched hey. the other stuff, so you'll you'll remember this girl, right? Right. But we don't know how to actually implement her into the story that makes sense. Right, right. And it's like, man, I, it's the same issue that I've had with all the live action stuff that I like. I am crossing every like limb that I have in hopes that this show turns out well. I hope this show does not turn out like the Mandalorian, even though like I know Mandalorian split on people's reactions. Sure, it's like I don't want something like Kenobi, like a character like Kenobi, to happen to my opinion of a character like Boba Fett. Which after watching Boba Fett, I did not love Boba Fett as much as I did before watching Boba Fett. <laughs> right, which is so sad, honestly. And so I feel like I feel like it has the possibility because, like anything, yeah, I just hope that. This show is done well. I hope moving forward, after maybe this being, <laughs> we're getting dinged. We're getting a visit. Right we're, we're getting a visit. Uh, <laughs> y'all keep doing your thing. I'm gonna go uh, yeah. deal with with that <laughs> with a child or two. Um. Yeah, and I trust Ewan McGregor though. Like, and also I I trust the fact that there's one director. 
Okay, yeah. And I, I think that's a that. big difference. Like, I 100% trust Ewan McGregor. Like, I, I implicitly. Would, I would make him my best man if I knew the guy. Yeah. But the issue being, is like, how much say does an actor actually have in a role that they're given? Man, I, I wish more. Like, I, wish I more. feel like he was so wildly beloved as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, he did great. And, I mean, people have been begging for a Kenobi show Mm -hmm. for years, like, before Disney Plus was even a thing. Like, we wanted a background story of Obi-Wan Kenobi with Ewan McGregor. And so I feel like he knew that, too, because I was watching interviews with him where he knew that Kenobi had been greenlit, but it was still very much under wraps. And, like, he's like, you know, I think people would really like a Kenobi TV (laughs) show. He's like, but I don't want to feel like, you know, a little kid going to Disney be like, please, can I be in the show again? (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, he obviously wanted this to be produced. Right. And after watching the Batman and seeing Robert Pattinson's Batman and listening to him talk about playing the Batman and his excitement that he was bringing to the role. Yeah. And then the product that came from it. I trust Kenobi because I know Ewan McGregor's excited to be in that role again. Yeah. So that's fair. And there's a lot of things that I would, man, a redemption story for Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Would make me. It's going to be so, so hard, though, to do a redemption story because he still turns into Darth, into Darth Vader. Well, I mean, a redemption story for the actor himself. Oh, okay, gotcha. Kind of like um, Andrew Garfield's. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like, you, I mean, people are like, I, I don't like sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> gets it's everywhere. Like, people dog on him for his job in the prequels. And, I mean, you could definitely argue rightfully, yeah. rightfully so. And so I would love to see him because I think he is a good actor. I think the writing of the prequels is just terrible writing. And maybe it was something to where like, how's he supposed to work through that? This is what he has to work with. So he's doing what he can. Right. And so I really hope that Hayden Christensen moving forward, that we get to see him actually explore the role of Anakin and Darth Vader. I honestly wouldn't even hate a humanization of Darth Vader more. 100%. Yeah. Like, because... The best villains are the ones that you can relate with. Yeah, and it's like, imagine after Kenobi going back and re-watching Star Wars Episode Four. Like, yeah. I want the show to serve the one scene that we have with Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi before this, with, you know, yeah. you've grown old. Like, in that moment <laughs> where it's like, okay, there's obviously respect between these two, and at the time you didn't know why. Right. And so it's like, now we know why. And I would love for the show to serve like building that moment even more. Yeah. One thing that Clone Wars did for me is it made me appreciate the prequels more than I did before. Mm-hmm. It's like right. after I watched Clone Wars mm-hmm. and watched through all of it, because I watched it whenever I was late to the game. So I watched it whenever season seven came out. I heard people talking about it and they were raving about it. And I was like, you know what? I'll give this show a try. Right. And I like miserably got through the first two seasons. <laughs> it's rough. And then I had the time of my life through the next four. Oh, yeah. And it was so, so good. Yeah. And it made me, after watching that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch episode two. I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch episode one. I'm going to watch episode three. And I forced In that to, order. I, <laughs> and props to Dave Filoni, which I'm back, everybody. That was a. Uh, Good to see you again. Basically, uh, one kid hit another kid, and yeah. Yeah. Came and knocked on the door. Yeah, I had to 
you know, training day that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's currently freaking out. So, uh, props to Dave Filoni, which we love Dave Filoni, but he, you know, he was the, the right-hand man to George Lucas for so long. Him seeing the beauty in that, in those, in those prequels. Yeah. When I, I you know, I was young, but I, I remember, uh, and that was like, it was before Facebook. That was like 80 years and, ago. <laughs> yeah. And, and Twitter and all that good stuff, but people hating on it so yeah. much. Critics yeah. really, really crapping on those movies. But Dave Filoni saw beauty in it, saw the storyline for what it was in there. And to t- take a series like Clone Wars and, it literally makes those movies better. It does. You when you go and watch the Clone Wars and even watching Rebels, it makes you go back and really appreciate, you know, yeah. those movies for what they were, and you you see the stories in there. Um, and I would be ecstatic if Kenobi does that for the yeah. the originals. Yeah, because and I like I love the originals for what they are, but I. Over the past, I guess it was either this past summer or the summer before, I made Amelia watch all nine movies yeah. with me through in succession. Attaboy. So, but we started on, we did four, five, six, one, two, three. We did them in release order. Have y'all ever watched it in shotgun order? It's what a blast. Is, what is shotgun order? If I remember correctly, it is one, two, and you start the Anakin story. Then you jump to four and five and you start the Luke story and then you watch episode three to see the conclusion of the Luke of the Anakin story. And then you watch episode six to see the conclusion of the Luke story. Seems very confusing. Yeah. Here's a great way to watch it though. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I'll have to do that because it's, it's coming about time where I need to watch the series again. I try to do it every so often. There um, is a timeline. Uh, I forget what they call it. They call it a timeline watch. But you can Google it, and they give you the order to watch them. And like, if you start episode one. Sorry, right, not shotgun. Machete order. Sorry, continue. Machete order. <laughs> so that, update that. That name seems more uh, fitting. Does it? Okay, sorry. You don't watch oh. episode one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't watch episode It's As you should. It's four, five, two, three. Six. So you start with the Luke story and like the originals, and then you do like a flashback of learning who Anakin Skywalker is and watching his whole journey. Because at the end of five, it's like Luke is kind of, uh, we don't know which way he's going to go. Like, he doesn't have a master really. Like, you know, we see him in uh, episode six with the black robes and everything. (laughs) Like, it's like, is he going to go this way? And then watching him choose the light where Anakin chose the dark. mirrors that yeah. journey that's, that's still one of those that I wish that they would have come on Lucasfilm I, I wish <laughs> they would have uh, explored that a little bit more even spoke to it just a little bit because there's some really good novels I mean there's a couple of legends novels where Luke actually goes dark yeah and then comes back and I mean and then he kind of takes what he learned while while there and just dude and that's what i love about characters like qui-gon jinn and mace windy when you look into like their actual backstory in like legends it's like mace windu i know samuel l jackson wanted a purple lightsaber right (laughs) but 
purple is a combination of red and blue, which are light and dark side. So like he very much is a, he's kind of like a little bit of both and his fighting style using the lightsaber is a more commonly dark side associated fighting style. And so it's like, but he is a light side Jedi. And so like just working that balance of the two and drawing power from all aspects of the force made Mace Windu a very formidable Jedi that you don't get to see in the movies, unfortunately. <laughs> but like Luke so was, seems like a great opportunity to see that now. <laughs> <laughs> but like in Legends, you get that with Luke, and it makes sense as to why he becomes the most powerful Jedi, given he's the only Jedi. So he's you know first in a one man race. Yeah. But so I will say this because we're, we're like thirty five minutes in right now. Um, I've watched a lot of trailer breakdowns. Yeah. Is there, I've got one, but I want to see if you two have, is there anything that y'all saw in that trailer uh, that may not have been obvious, like something in the background, um, you know, whether it be Dr. J, whether it be something in the music that signaled something else, is there a, a speculation that, um, that you might get from something that you saw, something small in the trailer? You go ahead. You I'm you sorry. You can go. I'm not going to have an answer to this because I've been watching another trailer on repeat for mm. like three days. Moon Knight. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can go into the fact that not all. So Duel of the Fates is the more, um, it is one of the, the bigger names. I mean, everybody knows Duel of the Fates, but one that's slightly less known is Battle of the Heroes, which is the track that also incorporates Duel of the Fates uh, embedded in it. And you could honestly That's the one that's got that double that, 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 that little double hit thing on it. Maybe. I don't remember what part you're talking about, to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm failing. I tried to be involved and <laughs> You know that part? No. I'm not Dr. J. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, my guy. Um, I saw it in a breakdown earlier today and I was Yeah, anyway, go ahead. So I mean you're you're probably right. It's a pretty lengthy score. I mean, it takes over the entire fight of Anakin and Obi-Wan right. in episode three on Mustafar. And so this, this um, like song is also has a duel of fates implemented in, in like embedded within it, not implemented, right. but embedded. And so you could honestly say that like, yes, he's playing duel of fates, but he, it could honestly f- like focus more on a, um, a remixing or a remastering of Battle of the Heroes and signifying that it is very likely that there is going to be another fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan in this. Right. And how... Bring it on. Don't get my hopes up. If there's not, I riot. I mean, (laughs) and it would make sense. I send it back. (laughs) I I send it back. And imagine if if they do meet again and they do fight again, how much more significance that would bring into episode four in their final meet, because as is, we just have it that okay, they fought on episode in episode three, and like they went back and forth. Really, Obi Wan left unscathed, and yeah. and Anakin was dismembered. And then they fight in the episode four, and Obi Wan disappears, and that's how the yeah, fight right happens. And this Obi Wan in the trailer seems broken. Yeah, right? yeah. He, he seems depressed. He seems broken. We've which lost. Is, we have lost. Which is wildly different from the Obi Wan you get in that mall scene. Yeah, yeah. On, on Rebels and in, in the show Rebels, that is that that Obi Wan is like no, 
I'm, I'm in my purpose. I know my end game. one with who he is. Yeah. That's why that fight scene lasted two seconds. Because he's like, I know what I'm here to do. I have, I have, it's the difference of being lost and being, he being found. Obi-Wan has found himself at that moment. And And I love it though, because this is his, the first time in his life he has not had the Jedi order. Yeah. And the Jedi order lost for the first time that he has ever known of. To be fair, lost everything. They technically won in the end because Sidious took over and then use the Jedi order. And yeah. so, like, whenever he opens it up and he's True. like, uh, we lost the fight. It's like, no, I mean, you guys technically won. I mean, you did exactly what Sidious wanted you to do. Right. And now, right. like, you're his entire yeah. empire. Right. But, I, I, I mean, I see what you're saying. It's like, yeah. it'd be. It's like his entire code that he has lived his entire life by yeah. has failed him. Right. So it's like, where do we go from here? Like, what do yeah. I do now? Like, you can feel that desperation of like, the one thing that I know I have to do is take care of that child and make sure that he's okay. Right. He's the chosen one. And it's and it calls back to the to the Qui-Gon. The whole reason he was training him anyway yeah. was because of Qui-Gon. Yeah. I'm, and, and it's like, I let Qui-Gon down with Anakin. I yeah. cannot do that again with this one. Not with right. Luke. And you have that classic line, you know, Obi-Wan once thought, thought as you did. Well, up up till fighting up to chop you know carving him up there and in, in the lava yeah like he was just a dude like he was just yeah. one of the guys it wasn't a matter of i'm trying to get you know pull the good out and pull the light out of anakin no anakin was his brother at that point right like, there right. was there was no arguing and dealing with the dark side of anakin it was just anakin was my brother he's a little he's a little wild but <laughs> right let's be honest like, but he's but so was i you that know? was a 30 minute shift in mentality yeah, to obi-wan it's yeah. like wait what's happening right now yeah when when he when he's turned, you're like another reason why Clone Wars is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it goes makes back sense and, for that 30 minute turn that happens. Right. On absolutely. If, you, if you have not seen, if you have not seen the newest episodes of of Clone Wars when they came back and finished it, Do I yourself can't, a favor. Those last three episodes, especially, like I can't the. The Order sixty six moment to me in Star Wars is kind of that for me as a young Star Wars fan growing up, and the prequels was my introduction to Star Wars. Was it really? Yeah, I mean, I was not allowed to watch it till I went and you know watched the originals. But as a, as a as a kid, you know, the first trailer I ever saw of Star Wars was Episode One. Dude, I mean, I grew up watching four, five, and six. So that, what, that's wild to me. I, I, I mean, I, I was, didn't know that. I would have been like nine or ten when that happened. So, sure. what in? I don't know, but when those those trailers come out, I was like, okay, I want to see that. That looks yeah. cool. And my dad's like, well, you're not going to see that until you watch the originals. So right, right. So that's you know, I ended up watching the originals and obviously became absolutely obsessed with it. But my moment in Star Wars is the Order sixty six moment. Yeah. That's what I talk sure. about. If you ever get me talking, getting really nerdy, really sweaty with, with Star Wars, any something, something about that Order 66 moment just hits different. It really does. Yeah. And then when you see it, and it's just because of everything that's involved, it's the moment where Yoda feels it. Yeah. When Yoda, that, that moment, dude, dude, that little CGI and moment with, with Yoda, you're like, oh my God. It's dude, such a cool it. moment, too, because you have these clones that... They spend the entire movie humanizing, yeah, yeah. turning into robots, mm-hmm. and it's like, 
And it's not only that they humanize, it is even a step further to where it's like these people, like you feel, especially in the relationship between like Rex and Ahsoka Tano, it's like you feel like as if they are almost siblings. Right. And then you see that, not specifically with Rex, sorry, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Clone Wars, (laughs) (laughs) like I think episode seven came out in like 2018 or 2019 or whatever. So if you haven't seen it, you're not going to, but do yourself a favor. Go online, look up Clone Wars uh, essential episodes. Yes. There's there are four billion charts <laughs> that you can follow. Pick yeah. one of those four billion and watch through you the series. Go you can skip a majority of the episodes of Clone There's Wars. There's a lot yeah. of filler episodes. There's so find an essential episodes show. kit. It's, but they spend so. But I will. Say they spend so much of of Clone Wars. And again, props to Filoni. Those those clones are just they're just space fillers in in the prequels. Yeah, for most of it, Clone Wars takes that a step further, and it 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 introduces you to Fives, it introduces you to Commander Cody, yeah. right? It introduces you to to Rex. They're they're mentioned in the movies, but you get to know these guys. It humanizes right. them. It 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 you you have faces. I mean, you there's value in them. Right. So when they turn. It in these newer episodes, you, you get to see if you have not seen it yet in the newer episodes of Clone Wars that they released. Was it last year? I think or the year before I think it's last. Twenty twenty, maybe twenty twenty when they dropped. Yeah, I think it was because that we got introduced to the Bad Batch, right? Doing that too. But when they dropped, did you watch the Bad Batch? I have. Not, I'm, I'm not, not caught up. I, I've watched like four episodes, and I really need. To, I have enjoyed every moment so far, but, um, but. Those last three episodes, especially, you see Order sixty six this time from a different angle. Yeah, you get to see you know Ahsoka and Maul, and these clones that she has fought with. Right, she has to fight them all off. Right, yeah, and it, it's so gut and and it's a freaking cartoon. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like I'm a grown man and I'm I'm like wiping tears out of my eyes watching a cartoon and i'm like come on wreck and and you just you know i I mean it's just such good writing yeah Yeah. and why we can't get that in the freaking movies i don't understand it's it's very much the dc problem Mm. in my opinion yeah dc live action movies are so hit or miss yeah they are but all of the DC Mostly animated this. content is incredible. Yeah. Batman, the long Halloween, like parts one and two. I mean, even Batman Ninja, it is a wild acid trip of a movie. It is fantastic. <laughs> like their animated stuff is so good. And Star Wars animated stuff is so good. Give me good live action stuff. Yeah. 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 And I think. What you're kind of hinting at is like the the DC problem. I think it's really a Marvel problem, to be honest. Mm. Because it, when you look at, okay, if we are talking about some of the best or highest grossing um, action movies that have come out within the recent 10 years or so, it is almost like 80% Marvel movies, I would venture to say. Yeah. And the benefit that you have in doing something like something that, absolutely blows up the box office like Endgame or like infinity war like any of these like recent ones is the fact that it started it started so long ago they i mean they've been building since iron man one right and so part of the issue is that you have these other companies that almost feel like they are trying to keep playing catch up yeah there it's like all right so we have to do basically what Endgame did 
but we have half the source material of like actual released uh, content. Right. And so, well, all right, let's just jump into it. We'll make money. And it's that you miss the point. It's right. like, yeah, Marvel can do that because they have, they laid the groundwork. They have for diligently set out this, this type of universe. They've developed the universe. Right. Whereas, I mean, you have movies that I probably would not go back and watch just on a free time stuff like Ant-Man or Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm probably not going to go watch sure. those very often if at all. all. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> those movies are vital to the story, even if they're not main, like big movies. Right. Because right. of what happens in Infinity War and Endgame. It's I like, mean, Marvel really captured the feel of how their comic book runs even work. Right. Like if you're a comic book fan, you know that there will be these big, you know, uh, big events that happen in comics and you might get, you know, a monthly release of the main story. Right. So like take, say, take a uh, civil war or fear itself, for instance, like yeah. you have the main arching storyline of what's going on. So in the MCU, that's the infinity saga. Yeah. <clears throat> And those are communicated in like Captain America Civil War, Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and Endgame. Like you can honestly watch those five movies and understand the full arc of what's happening in the Infinity Saga. Yeah. But there are 15 other tie-in movies (laughs) that just bolster what is happening. And that's how Marvel runs their big event comics is you can have the main fear itself storyline but then I have a whole um, collection of Spider-Man comics of the offshoot of what Spider-Man is doing during Fear itself. Right. And so it's like, that's how they run their comics. And so that's how they do their movies. And it works so well. DC, just let your movies be their own movies. Right. Like, hopefully with the success of The Batman, they realize we don't need an extended universe. We just need solid content based off of DC properties. Right. And because you see that with, like the even the Zack Snyder version of the Justice League, yeah. I watched all four hours of it, and I still had the same exact issues that I had. Not the like it wasn't as bad; it was better than the original Justice League for sure. But it's still not a great movie in my opinion, right? Because you hit the same issues of like, okay, you have these characters that I'm supposed to care about, yet you've only spent an hour in the past thing trying to make me care about them to the same level that I care about someone like Captain America right. or Iron Man. And Iron Man came out, what, 2008 was the first Iron Man? Two thousand, Yeah, it was some, like, 2008, 2009, whatever it is. Yep. And so you can't do that. It's like, I don't care about Ray because you haven't given me a reason to care about Ray. Yes. It's like, I don't care. Like, yeah, you're going to show all these old people that, like, uh, cameo the, all the people from the original trilogy, which I did sure. care about, but I did like it was like, but oh, then they maybe not cool. care about them, right? It's like you, now these characters have no meaning to me because right. what are they? Whereas, like, if any person comes up in the Marvel universe now that has shown up in a movie, I automatically have a full arc storyline to build onto my my caring about them for lack of a better word. Right. And that's something that I feel like the, the star Wars, the, if we're talking about the sequel trilogy that they just didn't do is they were expecting the viewer to care a lot just because of the title. Right. And that it missed the mark. Every single movie missed that mark. Controversial opinion. Honestly, I wish they would have left out the original trio out of the seven, eight and nine. And the reason being is you gave us a new trio yeah. with Ray, Finn, and Poe, 
and then you immediately said, but you don't really have to care about them because the characters that you do like are still going to be in this movie. Right. But we're going to take the, the characters that you like and make you not like them. Yeah. Like, loved Han Solo in seven, and then they killed him off. Did not like Leia in eight or nine. Like, I just... You didn't like Mary Poppins, Leia? Yeah. It, it, cool, it annoyed dude. me. Like, Luke had the best shot at me still liking him because it honestly felt like Mark Hamill I, I played listen, by Luke Skywalker. All, <laughs> like, yeah. All, uh, you know, since we're talking about unpopular opinions, I actually enjoyed The Last Jedi primarily because of Mark Hamill. Yeah, same. He Luke saved Skywalker. Last Jedi. Like, I, all the Canto Bite stuff, he could have kept all that stuff. I could care less about that. Sure. But, Terrible scenes. Yeah, but, but Ray and Luke on the island there, I was like, Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of us, you know, being the hermit, you know, space wizard on the island again. I, I love it, though, because but, he's he's being what he knew. But it made sense. Yeah. yeah it like, made sense. Like, he He, he had, was being the combination of old Ben yep, and Yoda. Yep. Like, to me, he had, he had, again, kind of flashing back to Kenobi here, since it's kind of how we started this, but he had had Kenobi. Kenobi again did not mention all the the old ways. Right, stuff. Luke went and discovered the old ways. Right, in those books, and even though knowing the aftermath of what those old ways led yeah. to, continued to work. And we see it with Grogu when and as cool as that scene was with Luke and Grogu, he does the exact same thing. Right, he he hey you can choose this or you can choose this. Right. Oh, why don't why can't you choose both? Yeah, there's no little girl there with the taco shell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like why not both? Why can't I have both? Why why can I not wear the shirt that my adopted dad gave me? Right. And you train me to be a Jedi. Yeah. It's like also too, you didn't have to forego your connections, Luke. Why are you making Grogu do it? You spent yeah. three movies chasing your father around. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. he was a bad father. Like, at least Mando's a decent father figure. The, the father who murdered younglings. <laughs> you, you and, your <laughs> and your mom. And your mom. Like, I haven't... I kind of understand why they drove Luke into that way, kind of. But I don't agree was, that that is what easy. his character would have done. Because yeah. all throughout episodes four, five, and six... There is even him going into the him going and studying with um, with Yoda. Yoda doesn't mention like the Jedi ways them themselves like the Jedi Order is bad. The Mm -hmm. Jedi Order is not one that they want to keep around. The Jedi Order led to the rise of Sidious. Correct. And I can't believe that that conversation would not come up with at one point maybe we don't see it on screen but there's no way that luke is gonna in episode like go through what he did in four five and six and go even like yeah we're gonna do the exact same thing the jedi order did that's Building a great this thing idea back up. Yeah. right yeah. it's like no i there is good things about the jedi order right but the jedi order there's good things about like the light side and embracing that sure yeah. But the Jedi Order is not a good thing. So it's hard for me to grasp my head around that to be like, okay, so the thing that really inevitably drove your dad mad to where like his life is gone because of the Jedi Order, you could argue. Right. It's like, yeah, 
you're going to really take books and but that's going to be really like a big thing need about it. You. Right. It's like that's that is not like his character. You would think that he would teach in the same way that Kenobi taught in the same way that Yoda taught, which didn't touch a book in the slightest. Right. Where it was like, yeah, the what he did with Ray as far as he was like, yeah, reach out and feel. It's like that is but you could still that, even see him have that hesitation, you know, and on the island was like, you didn't even try to fight the dark. And it's like, good, like, God, I, and here's the flaw with the Jedi. And now we're getting into Star Wars theory. <laughs> here's the flaw with the Jedi is the force always seeks balance. And the reason yep. why the Sith have the rule too is because there's only so much of the force that can be passed around Sith innately want to have the most power. So there can only ever be two. So the, you know, the dark side is only split between two people, right? The force seeks balance. So it's like, why would you not promote touching even, you know, what you perceive as the dark side, because you've always been told or something the dark that side. you think leads to the dark side. Exactly. It's like, no, the force is the force. Like it is amoral. You call it the dark side because only people that are dark have ever used that side. The right. force flows through the light <laughs> and the dark. Right. right. It flows through both. Yeah. It's like it's never going to stop that. So why not utilize what you have perceived as darkness and use it? And for it's the not light. like he never used it either. I mean, exactly. if you look at his battle between Luke and Vader, it's he is wailing on Vader with yeah. like two hand he's not using any sort of like formal Jedi sword fighting techniques no. in the slightest. He is wailing on Vader with his lightsaber as if it is a baseball bat and a bag of potatoes. He is like going to town on this right. guy. It is absolutely like he is angry. Yeah. He, there is emotion there. Yes, he is. <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. Do it. It's Do like it. He, of all people, should know the balance of light and good. Yeah. In the end, he chooses the light. But it's not like he didn't experience that darkness at all. Right. So why, please, tell me, why in episode eight, he's like, oh, yeah, I got to bring out all the all the books. And I'm really, my books. Like, I'm so upset that they are burning. It's like, even Yoda knew that those <laughs> books were stupid. Yeah. The person who taught yeah, was like, you let was it like, happen. Yeah, the person who taught you was like, not they, what do you say? Like they they weren't really page turners. Yeah, like in his yeah, Yoda yeah. talk, and it's like also everything's on tablets and stuff. But <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. You have the the Jedi form or the future form of past form, the past form of the internet. Past, it's like galaxy in the far far away. Yeah, you know, a long time ago. A long time ago, galaxy far. So the past internet. Before we transition, okay. Because we were we were talking about a trailer. Yeah. One thing in the trailer, uh, briefly. Yeah. If you look closely, you see a Wookie arm. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you see a Wookie arm. Could be Chewie. Could be another Wookie. Could be Black Christanthian. I mean, and I think <laughs> in the comics, I think Obi Wan actually gives him the scar that he's got. So. Oh. That could be pretty cool. Good cool, cool little tie in there. Yeah. Also, speaking of tie-ins, you said you saw a Wookiee arm. Yeah, we have a Wookiee head full of questions. We have a Wookiee head full of we do. questions. We have the Wookiee head. Full so, of questions. Wookie head. Uh, as a special shout out, because you guys have, uh, you the listeners have uh, made us feel really welcome the last few weeks, and uh, so we're going to end tonight 
by digging through Chewy's skull and getting some questions out yeah, from yeah. you guys. So, Joe, you go ahead and get your question out of there. Are we each going to answer yeah, the, our no, own so question? No, so we're going to ask, we're going to propose the question to the other two. Okay. All right. So, hmm. we'll go in alphabetical, alphabetical order because I want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you never done alphabetical order? <laughs> I don't you, man. you move to the next letter. I'm sorry. You know, you're sitting close close enough to me to get slapped. <laughs> you know, if we went by actual alphabetical order and did it by last name, I would go first. How is that? Alphabetical order is determined by what name you choose. And I'm choosing Yeah, but in name. school, you do last you name. You go by last name. This isn't school, baby. This is the <laughs> real world. Okay. Baby. And this is how Lucasfilm puts movies together. <laughs> All right. Anyway, go ahead. All right. So, question one. What would you like to see from the new Disney X-Men? Which makes me sad because I want to answer this question. You, you, you can answer you it. Can you, answer. you answer it first and then we'll give our replies if we have any. I would love if the Disney X-Men was based off of this new House and Powers of X run that mm-hmm. just came out in the comics. It is phenomenal. The interactions between Magneto and Professor Xavier and Professor Xavier's like weird helmet thing that amplifies his telepathic ability. Um, The whole mutant world that they have going on and I cannot think of what it is called. Uh, Genovia. Genova? Genovia. Isn't that where the Princess Bride's from? Uh, It's possible. Princess Bride. Princess Um, Diaries. I'm feeling like, yeah, dude, I love that movie. I'm not going to lie to you. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, Genosha. I feel like it's Genosha. <laughs> yeah, I was right. Yeah. Dead Space. Genosha. Um, so, anyways, so uh, it's where the mutants, it's like their country. And right. so there's a lot of like going forward and backwards in time and like Xavier trying to do things correctly and like it, it's, it's, it's a, incredible run of yeah. of of comics the mutants have access to this flower that can cure any illness and whatnot but it only grows on genosha so they have this commodity that the government is trying to take over and you know you're talking the government versus mutants and that doesn't end well for either side it's it's really good if you guys read comics and you've not read house and powers of x i would very much recommend going and reading it because it is, it's lovely. It was the launching point for this new run of all of the X-Men comics. So, uh, X-Sword, Excalibur, you know, all of the new X-Men stuff coming out right now is based off of these runs. And I would love for Disney's X-Men to be based off of it. I like that. So, yeah. Um, with the new introduction of the X-Men, uh, first and foremost, I would like there to be a good story. <laughs> Just to keep consistent. <laughs> but, <laughs> specifics, I'm guessing. Um, I would I would really like to see a, a more narrowed down version of X-Men. Sure. I feel like part of the issue that you get with um i mean i would say narrow down but not to the point of the last stand 
So the last stand really focuses on Phoenix. First off, I don't want to see Phoenix to be in any of this series. That's we, fair. <laughs> too much Phoenix. Phoenix in the last stand. Phoenix in X-Men Phoenix. We're done. And we get it. there's too many good X-Men. Right. Like, it's not even like she's the most... Pa- I mean, like, I know the Phoenix Force is, like, one of the most powerful forces in the universe. But there's a lot of very powerful things in the X-Men-verse. Yeah. It's like, man, I, I wish I cared. More importantly, there's a lot, of, a lot more entertaining... Yeah. I mean, I think a Phoenix story would be super entertaining if it was done well. If it's earned. Or done well. (laughs) If there was clever writers in that room writing the movie, I think it'd be great. But we got too much of that. I think the focus of this X-Men series should not be to reboot the Phoenix saga because, like, the first two didn't do it right. Just leave the character alone. It's fine. Uh, Jean Grey, if you want to have her in the story, make her just Jean Grey. Don't worry about the yeah. Phoenix stuff. No one cares. I'm sure there's people who care. She I can don't be a care. compelling character without the Phoenix too. Yeah, like it's I mean, proven that she she, can she is a a mobile, not as powerful Xavier, and it's really nice having him on a team. But right. he is Xavier's role is not. She can walk. She can walk. <laughs> Xavier's role she is not stairs. somebody. Xavier's who, role is to roll. <laughs> Boo. I think, do I have a, I don't have one of those sounds. That's nope. Not it. That's, not it. that's not it either. There it is. That's not it either. That's not it. Oh, that's it. That's, that's not it for sure. Sad uh, trombone. There it is. All right. Now we know which one it is. Okay. So. All right. All right. Xavier's role is to roll. <laughs> all right. Oh, there it is. Uh, and so <laughs> I would love an X-Men and I get a part of the, there being an X-Men is like a very large school and it it is a bunch of people. I mean, it is all, it is many mutants. I would, I think that a narrowed down group may be similar to a fantastic four, but like a shorter, a smaller group that they can really dive in on the characters would be great for this new upcoming series. I just don't want this series to bite off more than it can chew and then us get another reboot of X-Men that's like, ugh, yeah, I don't care about any of these characters because there's 400 of them. Can right. we get, can can we get the away from New York and can we get away from Washington, D.C.? I mean, can we get some, some superhero action on the West Coast? I mean, Man, let's see in Atlanta. In the South. Dude, yeah. West Coast X-Men Avengers? Connect. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. just, Now you're talking my language. Want to know who's on the West Coast Avengers? Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think if we could break those down to smaller groups and get them elsewhere, like yeah, other, there's there's all kind of bad things in the world that don't just hang out in New York. Let's, yeah, let's let's go let's let's go down to New Orleans and, and fight like, fight a, a voodoo mutant or something. And that's what like, they let's, do let's go. too. It's like fight an alligator. Like yeah, fight a gator. The X Men have so many different groups of heroes. Yeah, yes, that go and fight in different things for different reasons. Like. Give me some of that. Like, there's yeah. so much source material to go off of. Don't, don't do the Phoenix again. Yeah, you know, we like, it. we don't need it. We don't need it. I, uh, I want. We talked about this a little bit before. Being from Louisiana, from from the deep south. Have to bring up Gambit again, aren't you? I am. I want a good Gambit. Not just Gambit though. I want a good Rogue. Okay. I'll, see, I can I can get behind that. I want a good Gambit. I want a good Rogue. I mean. Two characters that are southern is all get out, <laughs> and and I want I want I want the full Cajun draw. I want 
the inappropriate humor. I, the whole the whole works, man. And <laughs> Riggs from Friday Night Lights was just not the answer. <laughs> Are you saying that Gambit from X Men Origins Wolverine is not a good Gambit? I'm Bro, s- that's like saying Deadpool from X Men <laughs> Origins Wolverine isn't a good Deadpool. So bad, man. And I wanted that movie. Like, I no remember good. watching that movie in theater, and he's sitting there, and I'm like, oh my God, we're getting Gambit. And then the cards float. I'm like, let's go. And then he talked. I'm like, come on, man. And when then, they took Deadpool. Then he disappeared and, for 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. They took Deadpool and sewed his mouth shut. He's literally known as the Merc with the Mouth. Oh, man. Completely inappropriate. I was like, this is unnecessary rough for this. Also, how did he bend his elbows if the blades was all the way up inside? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This problems. Man, you're acting like they actually put thought into the movie. So anyway, that's what I want for X-Men. I want a good rogue and I want a good gambit. Next question. Alrighty. So I guess I come in alphabetical order. So my little paper said, and this is kind of a lengthy topic, so I'll try to keep it brief and then... You guys can expound on yours or keep it brief or do whatever your little heart desires. But it says, fix the prequels. Oh, no. Oh. I can fix it quick. All right. if You, you go right ahead. Go man. on. Uh, I think the prequels are great as the story of Anakin. Sure. I think that, first of all, you start off by when you discover Anakin in episode one. He's not a small child. Yeah. He needs, and I'm not sure he needs to be Luke's age either, but like he needs to be a teenager. Sure. Because number one, for, for Padme, it's not. Not as weird. Not as weird. Uh, it's always weird to me. Very weird. Not not quite like kissing your sister weird in, yeah. in the originals, but. Very much kissing your babysitter. But cl- both of them flirt with the whole, like, Roll Tide, you know, <laughs> scenario. Like, it's... <sighs> Shout out to all of the Bama fans that go to church with us. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think, first, if you find Anakin, he's already a teenager. Yeah. Padme was young. I mean, she was young. Sure. But again, it was like you fell in love with your babysitter, and then yeah. your babysitter fell in love with you. Yeah, that's weird. And that's weird. That's how you end up on Dateline NBC. Right. I'm just, I think that if you start off just just that, and he shows he needs to show signs of, I think if we would have got cool, cool moments, cool signs of him being Force-sensitive force right. in that movie, a lot... Kind of like a Tom Riddle background with Dumbledore, where he, like yes. he's in the orphanage showing, yes. showing magical you're, ability. You're, like, there's a like I want them going to Tatooine because they hear about this kid. Sure, you know, or they sense something in the Force. Yoda senses something in the Force that gets them there. And Qui Gon's character too. It's easy enough for him to be like, "Oh, we're just going this way," yep, yep, but yep. he knows like he's heard through back channels that yep. Qui Gon has that like there's a kid here that does some yep. weird things. Also, I want to see him turn in episode two. I don't want to wait till episode three. Sure. I want him turning episode two, going dark. Like I want to see like and like the, obvious because I feel like you like going back and rewatching. Yeah. You can kind of see that. Some, yeah, yeah. But like we, I want we, it blatant. We meet him in episode one early, really early in the movie, and you can you can still use Maul. You can still right. use some of those other 
those other underlining things that are going on with Naboo. And if you just have to stick Jar Jar in there, then sure, why not? Screw it. But commit to it. Make him a sit. (laughs) Yeah, make make him a sit. It Jar Jar turns him. Anyway, um, but you have, you have, and and even the, the, the relationship with Palpatine that, that, Sneak that in there a little bit, you know. Yeah. Whatever, that's fine. You can make all that can work. I think his the age difference. You see him, you see his powers early. By the end of episode one, you're going, you're already having him in in Obi Wan doing things like you can even have Qui Gon die in yeah. that movie, and then like the last maybe the third act of that movie, maybe Qui Gon dies escaping Tatooine. Sure escaping Maul. And then the last act of that movie is them going back to take out Maul. And you get to, you get some, some straight up Obi-Wan and Anakin just back to back. And I'm going to say it tombstone style. <laughs> there it is. There. <laughs> just there it back is. to back, just taking out if people. You don't mention tombstone in every episode. I have after to now. this. Like after, after last week, I have to now. I'm going to unsubscribe from the podcast. Well, that would be rude. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you get the turn in episode two. Midpoint. Yeah. I think you get the march on the temple that we get in episode three. You get that in two. Sure. And then all of episode three, I want unburned, unmasked, un, you know, pure, raw, evil Anakin, a.k.a. Lord Vader, without the suit and stuff on. Yeah, yeah. Just Which get, wearing it out. And give me the backstory of why the suit is the way that it is. Because yeah. when you find out the reality of that suit, oh my God, Darth Vader goes from like bad guy to like S tier villain of the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like Palpatine intentionally made it to where it would hurt all the time. So he could not tap into his full potential. Like yeah. he did things specifically to nerf Darth Vader because he was afraid of him. And it's like, Get, show me that version of Anakin. Plot of twist why two. Palpatine would be afraid of him. Yeah. Plot twist two that I would like to see is let it not be Obi-Wan that does the damage to him. Sure. Let it be Palpatine that does it. Sure. Darth Sidious. Like, he figures out that Sidious was... Sidious kills Padme. Let's just let's just do it. Sidious kills Padme. And that's what sends him over the edge. That's what That's what causes the turn. He shows up discovers that Sidious was behind the whole thing and you have a showdown and Sidious just messes him up. And like forces him into servitude for four, five, and six? Well, like, I'm, just, how do we... I'm just being, I mean, like... He, he, Where else does he go, though? Because the Jedi Order has fallen. Right. Yeah, it's like he could go off true. And literally, and he could have, have killed a lot of those people. Like One which, arm. In episode three, like he could have killed Mace. He could have killed... Majority of 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 the council, like some of the biggest names of the council, right? Just 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 sliced and diced, oh yaddle up, just whatever. But like him, he's taken out the big names, so like he, the people that he would have needed to fall back on, gone, have retreated. Like right. Yoda has retreated. Um, Obi Wan has already got the twins. They've retweeted, or retweeted, retreated. <laughs> <laughs> They've retweeted and retreated. Right, so. Like it's just him and Sidious, and Sidious carves him up and basically bends him to his will. Like, hey, what else, what other choice do you have at this point? Yeah, you can lay here and die, or you can put this suit on and I'll let you live, and you're going to do what I tell you to do. 
it's like I feel like that misses the point though of the characters of like Obi Wan and Yoda because I feel like if Anakin could get back to Obi Wan, Obi Wan be like absolutely like let's like let's fix this like you know there's always redemption for you you know we can bring you back to the light. I feel like Yoda would be Yoda might be a little bit more hesitant to do it because Yoda was hesitant to train him to begin with. Yeah, but my fix for the trilogy is keep Qui Gon in longer. Man, don't kill him yeah. off in episode one. Like he's got a particular set of skills. He's got a particular set of skills, and he will find you. Yeah, and he will train you in the ways of the show. He's got great hair too. But like, I feel like there again. I'm. I know I'm going into Legends material, but there was a great book. Um, I don't remember the name of the book anymore, but it was whenever Qui Gon chose Obi Wan to be his Padawan, and it's like some adventures that they went on. It's incredible, and I would have loved to seen more of the Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan relationships throughout yeah. the movie. And I think, too, it would have made a turn more just visceral for, you know, Obi-Wan to have to deal with. Right. Um, if there was more interaction between Anakin and Qui-Gon Jinn. Because I feel like if you do that, you keep Qui-Gon through the second movie, even, and, like, kill him off in the second movie, that starts sowing those seeds of mistrust in the Jedi council because Qui-Gon was so break the rules anyways, but he was so powerful and just like so level headed that the Jedi order just let him do it anyways. Like the council was like, we can't control you. You're going to do what you want. Just at least act like you're not doing what you want. (laughs) And that's pretty much the agreement that they came up with. Just pretend. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I feel like, Qui-Gon would have encouraged the relationship with Padme. Right. I feel like he would have encouraged, you know, those different things like that keep you a person outside of the Jedi order. And he dies in episode two to his former Padawan count Dooku, you know, like have Dooku kill Qui-Gon instead of Darth Maul. Right. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know if Darth Maul, you know, cut him up down the thing, keep that whole thing exactly the same. Qui-Gon survives it though. Okay. Starts training Anakin. Have Dooku kill Qui-Gon. And so it's like this betrayal of you were his Padawan to begin with and you killed him. And then we have that mirroring in episode three of, you know, the master fighting the Padawan who is now turned to the dark side, but the master still has the upper hand in the situation. Right. And it's like, I feel like it would just be more just, Qui-Gon believed in you. He spent all this time investing in you and believing in you. And I took that over and I, I did my best. I know I wasn't great. I know I wasn't perfect, but I did my best. And just Anakin just rails on everything that he hated about Obi-Wan, which leads us into the Kenobi show of him being like, you know, the Jedi or may not have been perfect. And now I don't know what to do, but I do know that I have to take care of this child. And I don't know what that's going to look like. And then that takes us into four, five, and six of, you know, this Jedi trying to train a, you know, a brand new Jedi and Obi-Wan trying to redeem his mistakes that he made with Anakin and Luke by not talking about the Jedi order, you know, and not bringing up all these books and all this stuff. And then we get into Luke finding all the books again and making the same mistakes that Obi-Wan made by trying to force the Jedi order to remain how it is. Yeah. I think if I were going to switch... Or fix the uh, prequels. And also, if you guys have... This is for anybody listening. 
um, we can make this a series because this is the second time we said, all right, we're going to fix something. And so we can make this, if you guys have a series that, or a movie that you did not particularly enjoy that is nerdy as all get out, then go ahead and pop a, pop a comment, pop a comment, pop a comment, (laughs) pop a comment and say like, Hey, Fix I this. I hated this movie. How would you guys fix it? Fix Batman and Robin. Fix- oh. <laughs> More Bat card, obviously. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but that's a little sidebar. How I would fix the prequels, and I kind of like I agree with both of you guys to an extent. Um, I would love to see more Qui Gon. However, I would not want to diminish anything from. Anakin and Obi-Wan. Sure. And I feel like having more Qui-Gon would diminish from their relationship because they do a ton of stuff in episode two. It is very fun. In episode three, that makes you f- really feel whenever they're fighting and he says, I hate you. And he says, you are my brother. It's right. like you, that, that hits. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and maybe that hits more because I've seen Clone Wars. Like if maybe exactly. if I ask myself, you still have all that exposition in Clone right. Wars though. And but it'd be nice to fix the prequels to where Clone Wars would never have to happen. That's fair. And I feel like Clone Wars has to happen to make the prequels good as is. Um, so what I would do is I would introduce Anakin early in Episode One. Um, I would scrap all, get rid of Jar Jar, get rid of like that whole, <laughs> the whole like Civil War battle in Naboo. Who cares? I don't care. It's true. That was very much George Lucas has been like, these movies are political. It's like, no, they're not. They're about space wizards. No, it's about government systems. It's about space wizards. No, Civil War. It's like, these movies, as much as you want them to be a space opera, they're not a space opera. No. As someone who is singing an opera, uh, (laughs) (laughs) these are not an opera. That was a week-long callback. (laughs) Very nice. You guys forgot. That's going to be my dumbest flex from now on. (laughs) Yeah, I sing background in a choir for an opera along with like 200 other people and none of us got paid for it. (laughs) I'm not bitter. Um, So I would would start early in episode one and I would start. I I really like the idea of like they sense Anakin. But Mm -hmm. yeah, start Anakin whenever he's. 15 whenever he's 16 years old and show that he already uses the force in everyday life i think it'd be sick if he's in there and he's working with whatever his slave owner's name is um if he's working with him and watto watto and like as he's working on a speeder (laughs) as he's working on a speeder he forces like a wrench or something into his hand as he's using it not even thinking about it like the little kid with the broom that we'll never see again exactly like a broomstick (laughs) like the little kid in episode eight it's like i think we never go back and see never (laughs) we'll have a fix fix the the sequels um, maybe they'll be next week. I need a couple of weeks for that one. <laughs> but and so they ha- they have that, and so then it forces an issue to where they can't they can't not train Anakin. Right, right now, like Anakin, yeah, he's force sensitive, but he doesn't he use the force, and so they very well could have been like, I don't care what his midi chlorian count is, who cares? Right, just throw him in a, just get rid of him, kill him out back. Yeah, <laughs> or like. <laughs> Just ig- literally just, just ignore him. Ignore him, and then everything would be fine. And then right. Palpatine's None thing, of this would have happened. Right. And so if they 
But if he's forced, if he's using the force and he's already showing that that's something that he can do without training, two things. One, it proves that he is more powerful than Yoda. They hint at, they're like, uh, uh, LB1's like, yeah, his midi-chlorian counts higher than yours, Master Yoda. And Yoda's like, when did I ask? So? (laughs) But if it's showing that he, without any training, is using the force as if it's nothing, then it forces that interaction. We're like, all right, well, we have to take him in. So, But none of us really want to do it because this guy's like... 15 years kind old, 17 years yeah. old. It's like, it's, he's kind of too far gone. Right. And so then it starts on a series of like, he hasn't had any guidance. So now he has to, he's already too old. He's yeah. too old. He can't be like uh, pruned and to be their little puppet. Kind of like the credence storyline happening in fantastic beast right now, where it's like, he was just ignored and ignored. And then yep. Grindelwald comes along. And is like, I'll take you under my wing. Yeah. Like, and, and very much being like, if we don't do this, you know, whoever the Sith is, because they're out there somewhere, they're going to feel this. Yeah. And they're going to swoop in and, you know, take on this and very this, powerful Jedi. This may be too extreme, but what if what if Sidious was a Jedi? Hmm. Instead of him being the senator and being hidden and all this good stuff, what if he was just a Jedi? And he's like, hey. But bad. <laughs> but I'm saying, but I mean, like, he's just, he's infiltrated. Like, he's yeah. managed to not only, you know, fool the the council and everything, but he's managed to keep his... So what you're saying is get rid of all the political <laughs> undertones of the prequels, and we'd probably have a much better Star Wars story. If they did political yeah. undertones well, keep them. Yeah. The fact that like they you, didn't do any of them well, yeah. cut like them you, out. You have this, like, Obi-Wan becoming frustrated with Anakin. They have They have multiple arguments and stuff. Meanwhile, you've got Master, he wouldn't be called Sidious, he'd be called something else, Master, whatever, Master Palpatine or whatever. And he's like, listen, let me show you. Back in the day, we used to do like, and it just just eases in there, sneaks in there. So instead, when everything hits the ceiling, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, this dude is. Because I think it has the potential to show the faults in. Sheev, I knew it. Master Sheev. Master Sheev. See, that even, even works. That even sounds he good. Sounds it sounds evil. right. And so it has the potential. Lucasfilm, I'm available. <laughs> it has the potential <laughs> to show the faults in the Jedi Council to where it's like, okay, none of the people who were masters wanted to deal with it. So they just pass it on to the Padawan, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And so now Obi-Wan who is not a trained who's not a trained Jedi master he's maybe a knight at this point yeah. is now forced to have to take on a padawan that he's never had any training for at all right. because the Jedi council is arrogant and ignorant and they're like yeah like <laughs> what's the matter yeah it's like this kid will never amount to anything if we give him to a Jedi knight whereas like i think that if they really went for it and went and, and is like okay he, they try to train him, but yeah, Obi-Wan's giving it the best he has. And that creates some discord of like Obi-Wan getting frustrated because he's not a trained person and having to, and maybe like get lashing out on Anakin right. and being angry with him. Then you can automatically see it's like, yeah, Anakin's not being taken in the, in the way that's best. cared for the right. way it needs to be, yeah. Which then makes whenever... Palpatine is saying like all these things. He's like, 
speaking about Jedi ways and you could use the same type of language. Yeah. You wouldn't have to say like, Oh, it'd be able to save Padme's life, but you could use the same type of way that would like turn Anakin's ear of like, yeah, like this is a better way to do this, whatever. Right. And then it would make sense. And then at that point, like if you're doing that in part of like episode one and episode two and the turn happens, like they make it a really big deal that he goes and yeah. slaughters that, um, yeah, sand people because they kind of gloss over it. It's like, yeah, he's mad, I but like killed him. Yeah, it's like okay, but all who, of them. Who really cares? It's like be graphic and, and with Pat it. Padme's just like it's okay. Like, That's fine. It's the like, women and children too. <laughs> all right, it's still okay. okay. It's I'm like not worried at all. If they don't like, don't kill them because like you could argue that that might even be like a Jedi call. It's like yeah, you killed a bunch of people who were like terrorist or whatever right it's like they were torturing a person so you can justify that don't even like make it to where it's justifiable like have him torture them yeah have and him like choke them and yes, rip them give me like, force choking yeah give me like dark side powers right yeah. it's like he is not doing this out of the kindness out of his heart he is getting revenge on these yeah. people this started have, as saving his mother and has turned into just this like bloodlust right and so then he's enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Then he has to deal with that, that he's experienced this. He's like, yeah, like I, this is something that I want, but I know this is something that I'm not supposed to do. And he has nothing to fall back on in yeah. as is he can a hundred percent fall back on the training of Obi-Wan. He can fall back on the training of the Jedi council while the Jedi council was like, no, you're not a master. They still let him sit, like have a seat on the council. Right. So he was still a big deal. And yeah. so it's like, as is, he can also, fall back on you've been a them. Jedi for like five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and so if they, if they like really push him to where he is alone and there's no one else for him to go to, then it makes his switch where he's like, okay, like there's this one person who is trusted amongst these people right. who really is like, Yes, this is what life's cultivating. Me. He understands me. He's cultivating this, and I'm a stupid 16 year old. Then, my like that makes a ton more sense. At least yeah. in my brain, I'm not a obviously right. none of us are writers, and so like maybe this would be turn out as terrible movies. But <laughs> my biggest problem is I feel like there's so much telling me what's going on, yeah, and not so much show don't tell. I would have loved. And I want more show don't tell. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen a slower transition to Sith. Yeah, with, with the eyes, the whole, the yeah. whole. Take the, the two-hour movie of Episode Three and yeah. show him. I want to see the change. I mean, there's a, there's a book out, and everybody needs. If you're a Star Wars fan, you need to read Dark Disciple by uh, by Christy Golden. But there's a, a there's, there's a Jedi on there who. He, long story short goes undercover and so he has to learn the dark side and so he begins to physically like manifest with the, with the eyes and, right. and and he he almost goes too far like he has he has to pull himself back out of that yeah and like i want i want to see that, that, that storyline yeah. like i want to see that book in life actually yeah, that's in what my saying. opinion like, you, that, that yeah. book is a great book yeah but I, we are sitting at an hour. And a half Next question, right now. So <laughs> we're gonna end, we're gonna end the episode off. And my question is actually super super short. Soundbite answers. Soundbite answers. It's literally like one word answers um, for this. By the way, shout out to Xavier Miller for that question that you that you sent there. Uh, what up, Zay? 
What up? That was you, big dog. Howdy, Thank Jake. you for the question. Um, so, as always, guys, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for for doing your thing. We're gonna end it with my question: Who would you like to see, uh, or what super superhero would you like to see a series based on that does not ha- does not have a live action series that does not have a series out right now? It can be Disney Plus. It can be HBO. What whatever DC. Oh, um, come back to me. I have to think about that. Uh, you go ahead and say yours because we talked about this yeah, earlier. Yeah, you know, uh, Nightwing. Yeah. Oh, that'd be dope. I want to see Nightwing. I think that would be... You kind of get them, though, in Titans. <laughs> yeah, but Titans is terrible. Hey, shh. Season one's actually pretty okay. It's just so slow. After season one, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, You're right. Nah, I, I, no, nah, I, I don't want... I don't want him part of the... I, I want Nightwing. I want it. Yeah. In Bloodhaven? Yeah. 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 I want to see that. Man, who would I want to see? My answer before this year would have been Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's my problem. Um, You're getting yours. Congratulations. Jay, you go. Do you have any ideas of what you would answer? Man, I'm still trying to think. Um, this, I, this is supposed to be a short answer. <laughs> I know, but like, I'm getting so much of what I want. In content nowadays, <laughs> so it's hard to answer that question. Yeah. Um, I would like to see, and, and I'll say this: uh, we can do a villains too. I mean, superhero or villains? Is there a villain that's not been, not been thrown out there? That kite man. <laughs> oh there it is. no! Dude, kite man's the best. Um, I would like to see. Okay, this is kind of a. A, a, a cop out. This could this um, could be a character, by the way, that's in like this could be an Avenger or somebody out there who, who does not have their own. You know, like it's like my two answers would be Hawkeye and Moon Knight, and I got Hawkeye and I loved it, and I'm getting Moon Knight. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to see a an in depth ish level of the Flash, but. So I know that there's a Flash movie there's, that's coming out. Uh, there's a whole TV show. There is a TV show that's <laughs> garbage. It's CW shows aren't great. Green Arrow is good for like the first season, yeah. and I stopped caring about it. Green Arrow has a good first season and a decent fifth season, and then it's like, it. <sighs> but the Flash is such an interesting character to me, and I would love to see. I know that there's that they're making a new um, movie about him. And I really hope that it's good. It has promising um, features about it. I mean, Michael Keaton's coming back as a, as a Batman. Right. Um, I think Batflex also going to be in the movie. And so there's like, Bat it is, Flick. it is also, it is going around and like showing like time travel, but I would love a broken down series that really dives into the flash and dives into Flashpoint and makes Flashpoint in the CW show. Flashpoint happens over one episode. And right. it is really an excuse for the writers to have sloppy writing and then just to like be like, well, yeah, we made this continuity error. Um, Flashpoint. Uh-huh. <laughs> it don't matter no more. It doesn't. And so it's they use it as like a cop out. I would, Flashpoint is such an interesting story. And the, the dichotomy between uh, Flash and the reverse Flash is such an interesting one. I think yeah, the Flashpoint, the animated, um, the animated the series movie? one, the movie, yes, so is good. fantastic. It goes back to my point. 
DC's animated stuff slaps. It it's, is so good. Whenever Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. Yes. In it. Oh, oh my that's God. such a uh, Okay, maybe I'll even change my answer. That series would be fantastic to really dive in. Yeah. Do you know what we're talking about, Joe? Which which one? Flashpoint. Flashpoint. The movie. Yeah, the anime, animated movie. Animated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would like she like she's like this. Like she's got her mouth covered. She like looks up and it's got that Joker yeah. smile. I'm like and then and Thomas pulled, becomes Batman. The I'm hand, like, the yes, hand comes because down. Bruce Wayne dies in, right. outside of the opera. And shout out to operas out there. <laughs> Bruce Wayne dies. He gets shot. And he that, didn't like, pass out. He actually died. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> that breaks Martha Wayne and she turns into the Joker after that. And then Thomas Wayne turns into a rugged Batman who is totally fine with just absolutely gunning people, gunning people down. Yeah. He's kind of like Batflick. But like intentional, whereas Batflick is not intentional. Yeah. Um. So I would like that was to see such a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was. Batman v Superman. No, 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 no. Oh, Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I was like, like yeah. If you're talking about Batman v Superman, I am walking out right now. <laughs> Do not tell me that is a good movie. It had moments, but yeah. No, I was talking about Flashpoint. I figured out my superhero. Here it is. Give me Beta Ray Bill. Okay. I don't know if we're going to see him in Love and Thunder, but I think he's a really cool character. He's a cool character. Like, I love, like... And you see his head on the on the, the thing, on the... Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Thor doesn't understand Beta Ray Bill, and I love that about him. He's like, what are you doing? How can you lift Mjolnir? He's like, I'm trying to protect my people. He's like, but how are you lifting this? <laughs> and like... The Mjolnir, interaction between the two would be funny. Yeah, it's like, Mjolnir finds Beta Ray Bill worthy to be lifted and that's where stormbreaker actually originally comes from not how it's you know yeah. not yeah. how it happens in infinity war stormbreaker was made for beta ray bill and so like i think it'd be really cool to just you know give me some off-world stuff has nothing to do with like you know the main continuity you know just completely just self-serving yeah like yeah. I, th- I think he's a cool he's a pretty complex character i think it'd be cool also i think ghost rider would be make for a pretty cool live action series yeah like uh, I got a I got a better answer. Um, Howard the Duck, yes, um, fantastic. Yes, should I, be a series. I own a comic that is Ghost Rider becomes a horseman, like he essentially becomes like Silver Sur- Silver Surfer for Galactus. He's one of the horsemen for Galactus. That's another good good character series to yeah. be made off of. But he has to go back in time to kill Baby Thanos. But ends up liking baby Thanos and then they go and kill Galactus. It is wild and I love it so much. Comics are the best. <laughs> like, comics are they great. Are. They are. Yeah. Cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being here. We're going to sign off for the night. We are not signing off like that. Absolutely not. We're signing off like this, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning into this extended version of 1900 Nerdy Talk. We hope that you join us next time, but until then, stay nerdy and dirty. <laughs> Have a wonderful night.